The Dallas Stars season has come to an end after a brutal 6-0 defeat in the Western Conference Final at the hands of the Vegas Golden Knights. And on today's episode, we'll discuss what went wrong for the Stars. We'll talk about where they fell short and the reason why they don't find themselves playing in the Stanley Cup Final. And we'll talk about how the season should be remembered as a whole. A lot to discuss coming up on today's episode of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, your local expert on all things Dallas Stars hockey, coming to you on this Tuesday, May 30th. And whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for stopping by making the Locked on Stars podcast your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube. Follow us on your favorite podcasting platform of choice. We are always free and available no matter where or how you choose to listen. And as I said in the open, and as I'm sure all of you are aware, the Dallas Stars season has officially reached its conclusion after Game 6 of the Western Conference Final, and a less-than-ideal ending, uh, to say the least. It's one thing to lose this game. I don't think anyone would have been surprised to see the Vegas Golden Knights win this game, but to see it be 6-0, and to see the Stars allow three goals in the first period, and to not even muster one for themselves throughout the entirety of the game, uh, is a incredibly disappointing ending to uh, what was otherwise a great great season and that we will touch on that a little bit later on in the episode but do want to spend some time talking about the game itself and quite simply the Dallas Stars just were not prepared uh, for the level of intensity that the Vegas Golden Knights were going to be playing with and this is something I touched on on yesterday's episode in preparation for game six we knew I think everyone knew that the Vegas Golden Knights were disappointed with how they played in game five, maybe a little bit in game four as well, but game five, by far their worst game of the series, especially down the stretch. And so you knew that they were going to come out and they were going to have a plan and that they were going to do everything to make sure that that plan was executed to perfection. And they did just that. It felt like the entirety of the first frame was spent in the Dallas Stars defensive zone. And in the first few minutes, Jake Ottinger was able to make some great saves, but you, it's hard to win hockey games. It's hard to, you know, fan the flames and stop the bleeding if you can't even clear your own zone. And the Stars just could not do that in the first period. And Jake Ottinger under siege, and he allows three goals. But really, it's hard to look at the goals scored in this game and pinpoint all of them on Jake. Uh, one of them, the first one from William Carrier, is a you know, a battle along the boards and it just wobbles out to the slot where there just happens to be a Vegas Golden Knights player in Carrier right there ready to score. Uh, and, you know, you look at the rest of the goals as well, whether it's 
you know, odd man rushes or shots off of a rebound where Jake makes the initial save, but there's a Vegas Golden Knights player right there next to him ready to get the rebound. I mean, there there is some things that you'd like Jake to do better, but you'd also like to see a little bit more defensively and the Stars also just unable to respond or execute on offense, which is something that they did incredibly well in games four and five, where the Vegas Golden Knights would score a goal and then the Dallas Stars would find a way to retaliate shortly thereafter. But that was not the case in this game. And really, I, I think, simply put, they just ran out of gas. And I don't think that's the end-all, be-all for this game or how the season ended, but I do think that that is a part of it, is that it, it took everything that they had to get these wins in games four and five, and to even get to game six was impressive. But, I mean, the Stars had been pedaled to the metal to win those games. I think they'd been pedaled to the metal even before then, just uh, in losing efforts. And so you, you mix that with a Vegas Golden Knights team that has been uh, fired up and ready to get back to the Stanley Cup final, knowing they've been one win away for quite some time now uh, and disappointed in the way that they played in game five. Uh, it felt like, you know, the Stars very well could have lost this game. Again, I don't think people would have been surprised to see that result, but I, I personally am surprised to see the final score and for the Stars to, you know, not really put up as much of a fight as you might have expected them to do. Even, you know, it's an emotional game with the return of, of, Jamie Benn, who had been suspended and uh, just emotional in general. I mean, it's the Stanley Cup playoffs, the potential last home game in front of your fans, and it ended up being just that. Uh, the idea of making history, I mean, a lot, I'm sure, mentally weighing on these players as they go into this game after the mental and physical wear and tear of the series that came before against the Seattle Kraken and against the Minnesota Wild. And, and it's a, a brutal Brutal defeat. I mean, we we got to speak with several different Stars players, uh, Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Joe Pavelski, Miro Haskinen, as well as Pete DeBoer. Uh, and you can just see it, uh, that they are obviously all incredibly disappointed with how the season ended. But Pete DeBoer was very clear in saying that he's not disappointed in the team, but he's disappointed for the team. Uh, and that, you know, he, he believes in his guys. And obviously the guys believed in him and bought into his system this year. And uh, it really did feel like that this team had the pieces to make it to the Stanley Cup final and potentially be hoisting the trophy when it was all said and done. I mean, this this is one of, if not the hardest tournament in sports to win, uh, just the mental and physical battle it, it is to even be in this position to make it through the first round, to make it through the second round. It's incredibly taxing on these players. And, and you could see it that, you know, a lot of these guys have been so close before uh, literally all five, all five people that represented the stars that we spoke to Pete DeBoer, as well as the four stars players have all been on the cusp of winning the Stanley cup. Tyler Sagan has won the Stanley cup, although it was earlier in his career with a different franchise. And you could just feel the, the disappointment uh, of a brutal and bitter ending to a season that really should probably be remembered for a lot more positives. Again, we will touch on those later, but, I mean, for people like us that that watch this team night in and night out and you follow these players, you get invested in them and invested in their stories, uh, you really feel for, for you know, the disappointment that, that they share uh, and how close they got. You know the work that they put in. Uh, you, you know how difficult it is for them to keep themselves in shape. And uh, Pete DeBoer even did mention, of course, a lot of guys playing with varying levels of injury. Of course, none of them too severe. Otherwise, they wouldn't have been playing, as he said. But 
uh, several guys nursing all kinds of wounds, putting their bodies on the line every single night during this postseason run, uh, all in an attempt to win the Stanley Cup. And it, it, the, the dream fell short. Yeah, but what an incredible bounce back this was for the Stars. If you had told me at the end of Game 3 that we would have been seeing a Game 6, uh, I would have thought you were crazy. So uh, unbelievable uh, an incredible fight to see the Stars team not roll over and not die to get into this position. And I think that the tank had been emptied uh, and the Vegas Golden Knights obviously still plenty of fight left in them uh, and a lot of hungry players on that roster as well. Uh, and what should be an interesting and likely entertaining Stanley Cup final uh, as they look to take on the Florida Panthers, who it felt like has have not played uh, in almost a month uh, with how much time that they've had off since sweeping the Carolina Hurricanes. But I think the Stars can take some pride in that, that they that they were not swept like the Carolina Hurricanes were. Dallas Stars hung around a little bit longer than I think people expected. And quite frankly, I don't think many people expected them to be in the Final Four uh, when it was all said and done this season. So plenty to be proud of. Uh, and of course, we will discuss that later on in the episode. But I also do want to continue to highlight some of the shortcomings on this team and maybe start the conversation of, how the Dallas Stars should approach this offseason and really uh, one key area of concern moving forward because I think there was a major weakness and flaw exposed throughout the entirety of this postseason, but especially uh, in rounds two and three. And we'll talk about that coming up next. Today's episode of Locked On Stars is brought to you by our friends at Athletic Greens and their product, AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy recovery, focus, and aging. Tons of people out there take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body can actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. And right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. I want to thank you again for making the Locked On Stars podcast your first listen every single day for all the everydayers out there making Locked On Stars a part of your daily routine uh, all throughout the season and the playoffs. But even beyond, uh, we will continue to have episodes out every single day as we now march on into the offseason uh, with plenty to discuss on that front, which should be an interesting offseason to say the least. Uh, maybe not the most traditional offseason, but Certainly uh, plenty of storylines to discuss here over the next few months as we approach the summer. But one of the big things that I think the Stars need to address is the defense. I feel like that was something that was exposed here for the Dallas Stars in the playoffs and really was, was a weak point at times throughout the season. Uh, but really, I think with, with Jake Ottinger's play and uh, the offense being as explosive as it was, it wasn't as big of an issue because, you know, you're not playing the best teams in the league night in and night out uh, here in the Stanley cup playoffs. The competition is a little bit stiffer, but 
sometimes in the regular season, you go on a stretch where you play three or four teams in a row that are not playoff teams that are below 500 that are, you know, battling for the top pick in the draft rather than uh, the top seed in their respective division. And so you're not, that's not always the focal point. I mean, you can shut out a really bad team five zero and you're not talking about the poor defense or the, the lack of protection around the crease. You're talking about the explosive offense, but then you get matched up in the playoffs with the team like the Vegas Golden Knights, and you start to see some of the flaws within the Stars lineup, and there's a lot to like with this team, and I think a lot to like moving forward, but the defense certainly did raise a lot of questions and concerns here over the past few weeks, really outside of Miro Haskinen and even Thomas Harley. Uh, I think there's a lot of question marks about what this defensive core is going to look like going into next season. Uh, and I think really the fact of the matter is that a lot of these defensemen, while they do have their perks and the things that, you know, make them good players that make them valuable and that have caused them to be in the league for as long as they have, I think really the stars just got exposed on the speed side of things. I mean, guys like Yanni Hockenpah, Essa Lindell, big bruising type defensemen, but they're not very fast. And even a team like Vegas, not the fastest team out there that, that you know, they weren't as fast as Seattle, but they have guys that can get out there and move. And uh, a lot of times the stars were just caught lacking with odd man rushes and rush attempts in general for the opposition. This was especially brought to light in the series against Seattle. The stars just, if Haskinen or, or Harley's not out there, they don't always have the speed to keep up with the opposition. Ryan Suter, of course, uh, a liability at times, several times in his own right. Very interested to see what his future with the organization looks like, although I do know he has a few years remaining on his contract. Uh, you look at Joel Hanley, who's going to be a free agent this offseason. I think Thomas Harley has, again, earned a spot on this roster to be a full-time NHLer. Of course, Miro Haskinen is not going anywhere anytime soon. But then you start to look at some of the other options. I imagine that the Stars would like to see Niels Lundqvist take some steps in terms of his development and looking to be a full-time player that isn't getting as scratched as often uh, and looking to make him a part of this rotation consistently. But, I mean, you, you especially here in Game 6, I mean, so often uh, you just see these defensive breakdowns in the Stars' own zone that lead to these goals or lead to these high-danger scoring chances that leave Jake Ottinger out to dry. And I, I think it's unfair for Jake in that regard, and that's something that I've discussed at length uh, here on this podcast of, you know, Jake Ottinger at times, you do expect him to make some saves. I'm not saying that none of it is Jake Ottinger's fault, but there's also only so much he can do. And when he's left out to drives often as he's been over these past few games, it, it really makes things difficult for him, especially given the workload that he's had this season, being the starting goalie for over 60 games and being the go-to guy here in the postseason. And that is a huge responsibility. And when at several times throughout all of these games, you're really left out on your own without your defense doing much to help you. Uh, it really just it intensifies everything that you have to do and makes your job and much more difficult. And, and so I really think that that needs to be a huge area of concern and a huge area of improvement this offseason for the Dallas Stars is looking to round out that defensive core in order to try to match what the Vegas Golden Knights were doing, because that's a big reason why the VGK have been so successful is because of the structure and the way that they play defense in the neutral zone, as well as in their own zone. 
Uh, and I think if the Stars could look to replicate something like that, and you pair that with the offensive firepower that this team possesses, I think this could be a very dangerous team that very well could take that next step from where they were and where they finished this season with being only two wins away from a berth in the Stanley Cup final. And so I, I'm, again, just curious to see what the fallout of this series against the VGK, but even the playoffs as a whole looks like for the Dallas Stars and their personnel. Uh, of course, a lot of that is going to be done later on. Uh, we'll, of course, have exit interviews, and I'm sure still a lot to compartmentalize for the team and for the front office and for the organization as a whole. But really, I, I feel like just the, the way that this series and season ended for the Stars, uh, just very blatant. Uh, the defense was an issue at times, especially against the very good teams in the league. And so I feel like when you're talking about priorities going into the offseason, that, that, that's pretty high up there on the list. Uh, for the Dallas Stars. And of course, we will likely dedicate an entire episode to this as, as we you know look ahead over the next coming days and coming weeks of what a successful offseason will look like for the Dallas Stars and where the priorities lie and what else needs to be done. Uh, but again, just watching game six of this series, it was just hitting everyone in the face uh, of where the Stars' issues lie. And that, I think that's a big part of it. Uh, I mean, the offense obviously needed to come to play and didn't do themselves many favors in game six, but you also don't always give up six goals in a game. And I feel like a big part of that has to do with the defense and the way that they were playing in front of Jake Ottinger certainly could have been better uh, and certainly left a lot to be desired. Well, we're going to take one more quick break, but when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the season as a whole. Uh, this is a bitter ending, a less than ideal ending to the season, but it was still a pretty good one, if you ask me. And we'll talk about that a little bit more coming up next. The Dallas Stars season came to an unfortunate end, a 6-0 loss against the VGK at the American Airlines Center. A pretty decent amount of Stars fans stuck around till the end to give the team a much-deserved standing ovation and a several Let's Go Stars chants for a season that was pretty remarkable, uh, despite its less-than-remarkable ending uh, with a shutout loss to get sent home uh, from only being two wins away from an appearance in the Stanley Cup Final. And, and I really, you know, I think that that is a testament to the kind of year that this was and really where a lot of the fan base is at right now of that, you know, it's a sad way to see the season. And it's always sad to see the, the season end in general, uh, it doesn't matter if it's a 6-0 blowout loss or, you know, a 4-3 overtime loss against, you know, some other team where it's a last-second goal or an overtime goal. Never uh, easy to see a team have their season come to an end, especially when you make it this far and you, again, get so invested. You watch all these games. You follow all the storylines like myself and I know many of you as well. Uh, and so it, it's a brutal, brutal way to see it end. But I think that there's a lot of positives we can take away from this season. Uh, again, year one of Pete DeBoer, I think you can chalk it up as a success. I mean, he has rejuvenated and revitalized this team, especially from an offensive standpoint. There were so many questions coming into this season about how he would utilize the roster that he was inheriting. Could he unlock the potential of Miro Haskinen with the departure of John Klingberg? And that has been a resounding yes. We saw Miro Haskinen take massive steps forward in terms of his development as a leader on this team and as the lead defenseman on this team. We saw him unlock the top line even more than 
they, they were able to do under Rick Bonus, which, I mean, it's impressive that they were doing what they were doing under a more defensive-minded coach. And then DeBoer comes in, and we see Jason Robertson not just get to or tie, but he absolutely shatters Mike Madonna's old scoring record for points in a season. Joe Pavelski continues to look incredible. Rope hints 37 goals in back-to-back seasons. He is continuing to live up to the hype, and now he has all three of those guys back next season. We saw the emergence of Wyatt Johnston, Ty Delandria, a few other rookies making their NHL debuts as well. Jamie Benn scores 30 goals after many people thought that his career was starting to be on a downward trajectory, uh, a just resounding success for Pete DeBoer in year one, just in terms of what he was able to accomplish, getting the team to finish with over 100 points, second in the division. They win two playoff series in his first year. Uh, if you're a Stars fan, you you absolutely have to be encouraged uh, with Pete DeBoer leading this team and getting pretty much the entirety of his main core back next season. Of course, I know that there will be some departures and there will be some new faces on the team next season, and we will dive into some of that as the offseason moves along. But, I mean, you're getting all of the big names back. Everyone is under contract, and there's not really too many concerns heading into the offseason in terms of are we going to get this guy back? I mean, really, the the one that sticks out to me is Ty Delandria, but I'm not really too concerned about the Stars not looking to retain him. I think that they want to, and I would imagine that Ty would like to stick around after the very good year that he's had. Uh, and other than that, everything else is pretty secure. Rope Hints signed his extension in the middle of the season. Jake Ottinger, Jason Robertson signed their deals before the season. Miro Haskinen still under his contract for quite some time. You're getting Pavelski back. You're getting Ben back. You're getting Sagan back. Wyatt Johnston is going to be coming back for not a ton of money. Uh, you're probably, you know, throwing in a Logan Stankoven, a Maverick Bork, some other young, fresh faces to the team, maybe adding, you know, Evgeny Dodonov or Max Domi back into the mix and re-signing them to an extension. I mean, it's going to be a busy offseason, but I don't think it's going to be quite as stressful as it was at this time last year. We knew that Otter and Robo were both going to be free agents and we were pretty confident that they were going to come back. And of course they did, but especially with Jason Robertson, things started to get a little bit dicey uh, as the season started to approach. So, I mean, if you, if you look back at the start of the season and someone told you that the Dallas stars season would end in game six of the Western conference final, I think you'd have to be pretty pleased with that. And to even think that they were going to get a game six again, after going down three games to zero against the VGK, uh, I think any stars fan uh, has to be pleased with the result and pleased with the first season of Peter DeBoer. A, a fun, fun season all around. Again, you hate to see it end the way that it did, but man, so so many memorable moments, so many exciting and thrilling wins, uh, and just a ton of fun to watch this team compete and a ton of fun to cover uh, and just incredibly, incredibly grateful uh, for this season uh, to get to cover this team and to get to present this podcast on a daily basis. Uh, I, I know I say it sometimes, but I, I don't say it enough. A true and genuine thank you to each and every one of you who have listened, watched, followed on Twitter, liked to tweet, retweeted, I mean, interacted with this podcast or myself in any way. Uh, thank you from sincerely from the bottom of my heart for the support. Uh, it truly means the world to me uh, that people listen and people watch and to continue to see the growth of this podcast. I mean, we reached a thousand subscribers back in November and we're, we're dang near about to get to 2000 uh, probably sometime this summer, uh, which is incredibly exciting. 
so whether you've been listening since day one of this season or even before then, or you you just found us here in the postseason, uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in and making Lockdown Stars a part of your daily routine uh, all throughout the postseason. And we're still going to be here. I, I will be right back here tomorrow kicking off all of our offseason content uh, which is just a different level of exciting and, uh, of course, plenty uh, of fun storylines to talk about and cover as we'll be evaluating different players and, and you know, talking about the seasons that they had, what they did well, where they can improve, and what I'm expecting for them for next season uh, and, and, you know, predicting what free agents the Stars might go after. Are the Stars going to look to try to get some sort of, you know, draft pick in the first round? I feel like that's not likely, but we're definitely going to be talking about it here. Uh, so, again, thank you. To each and every one of you who have tuned in and watched, listened to the podcast throughout this season. And I hope you will continue to stick with me uh, here throughout the offseason as well. And then it'll be it'll be a new season before you know it. And we'll be right back here talking about the Dallas Stars competing uh, for an 82-game season. Going to be a ton of fun. Uh, and again, what an incredible 2022-2023 season this was. Truly couldn't do it without you guys that listen and support the show. Uh, so again. Thank you so, so much. And that is going to do it, of course, for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for tuning in, making us your first listen every single day. Be sure to subscribe to the show on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast at, uh, whether that be Spotify or Apple. Again, speaking of uh, being thankful and grateful, uh, up to number 15 in the hockey category on Apple Podcasts. That is mind-boggling to me. Uh, to see it ranked that high with some other very notable hockey podcasts and just to even see Locked On Stars logo and name in the same, you know, scroll on the computer or phone as some of these other very notable hockey podcasts is just mind-blowing to me and something I never thought I'd see. And that that's just on Apple Podcasts. I don't always get access to some of the other platforms to see how the numbers do there, but I imagine that that there's hopefully some pretty good listeners out there on some of the other platforms as well, as well as on YouTube. Uh, so be sure to check us out wherever you watch or listen. We'll, again, be right back here tomorrow kicking off our off-season content, talking about was this a, a truly a successful season for the Dallas Stars, and we'll dive into some of the specifics on that. Uh, should be a ton of fun, and I hope you guys will continue to join us throughout this off-season, and I hope you enjoy your Tuesday. Take care of yourselves, and we'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>